Welcome, everyone, to the Lift Podcast. This is Brandon Withers. I wanted to share a few thoughts I've had today about joy. As I've been looking into this topic in the scripture, in the scriptures, I've noticed an interesting pattern about the term joy and when it's used. And I've been especially interested in a term that is fullness of joy. And I've noticed that when that term is used in the scriptures, it is oftentimes used by someone who has come into the presence of their Savior. And to highlight that, let's look at a few scriptures. In the book of Third Nephi in the Book of Mormon is, is a very beautiful book of scripture because it's, it documents the visit of the Savior to the people on the American continent. And the Savior teaches them many of the same things as he taught his followers on in Jerusalem. He taught the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, many of the same teachings, but there's some other just such beautiful accounts of the people and his compassion on them. And chapter 17 documents one of these occasions where He's about ready to leave, and he can see the look on the people's faces, and it says, it says his bowels are moved with compassion for the people, and he starts healing those who are afflicted. And then he starts bringing the little children together, and this is in chapter 17, and, and in verse 17, it says, And no tongue can speak, neither can there be written by any man, neither can the hearts of men conceive so great and marvelous things as we both saw and heard Jesus speak. And no one can conceive of the joy which filled our souls at the time we heard him pray for us unto the Father. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of praying unto the Father, he arose. But so great was the joy of the multitude that they were overcome. And and this is a result of them being in the presence of the Savior and seeing what he could do and feeling of his love. And they were overcome by joy. Another instance happens in the book of Alma. In chapter 36, Alma is telling his son about his conversion experience, which was very dramatic, a very quick conversion by our standard of time. He saw an angel, and that angel told him some things that made him very scared for his well-being, and he passed out and was unconscious for three days. And during these three days, his spirit was going through a metamorphosis, we could say. And he describes it in chapter 36 as he's talking with his son. And in verse 17, it says, And it came to pass that as I was thus racked with torment, while I was harrowed up by the memory of my many sins, behold, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy unto the people concerning the coming of one Jesus Christ, 
a son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. Now, as my mind caught hold upon this thought, I cried within my heart, O Jesus, thou son of God, have mercy on me, who am in the gall of bitterness and am encircled about by the everlasting chains of death. And now, behold, when I thought this, I could remember my pains no more. Yea, I was harrowed up by the memory of my sins no more, and oh, what joy and what marvelous light I did behold. Yea, my soul was filled with joy as exceeding as was my pain. Now, he goes on to say further that he saw Jesus Christ in verse 22 sitting upon his throne surrounded by numberless concourses of angels and and it's another instance of an individual coming into the presence of the savior and having this fullness of joy that wipes out whatever else they were feeling before in Alma's case it was torment for the sins that he had committed and as I pondered my own life, I realized that joy has come to me when I feel like I'm progressing closer to my Savior as well. And even if I'm not in the presence, I'm not seeing him, I'm not in his physical presence, meaning the Savior, just having his spirit be in the environment that I'm in because of obedience, because of repentance, because of just worshiping and praising him, that's when I feel joy as well. And there's this closeness. The closeness to God correlates to joy. And that's backed up in the scriptures. Now, oftentimes, when I feel like that progress is stunted, let's say I'm not making progress, or let's say I'm regressing, now there's an absence of joy and people feel that in such different ways it's sadness it's depression it's it's just giving up or apathy or whatever it is let's just call it unjoy whenever we're feeling unjoy oftentimes we feel just the despair of why even try again but I would encourage us all to see it for what it really is because as we approach these greater levels of joy because we're drawing closer to our Savior, oftentimes when we regress and we feel that godly sorrow again, it reaffirms, it, it hardens our resolve of what we need to do and what we need to change to then ascend higher on those levels of joy and levels of closeness to our Savior. And rather than beating ourselves up so much about having regressed again and again and again, and maybe even being embarrassed that we have to repent for the same sin again, let's just let that regression have the effect it should have and harden our resolve to now ascend higher to greater levels of obedience, to greater levels of faith, and those will result in more joy. And I think that pattern will repeat itself as we descend a little bit but ascend higher. 
and we stay there and we keep progressing and then we descend a little bit and then we ascend higher and that will continue until we have a rock solid firmness in obedience in that one thing and our joy can be full in that thing and full at some point to where we may we will find ourselves in the presence of our savior now Having that background of what joy is, of that joy is a result of progressing towards our Savior, coming more and more into His presence, ascending above the sins that have beset us. We have the beautiful scripture in 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 25, that kind of sums up so succinctly what our purpose here is. And in verse 25, it says, Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. So we already know the fall has happened. We are in a fallen state. And now we are here to have joy, or in other words, we are here to make progress and to come closer into the presence of our Savior. That is the whole reason we are here. And as we do that, joy will increase in our life. I firmly believe that the scriptures are showing us a pattern on how to receive more joy. And Alma's account gives me a lot of hope because at one point he described himself as one of the vilest of sinners. And yet, through this process, he was able to receive a fullness of joy and come into the presence of his Savior. To me, that means we can all do it. And when we regress and when we stagnate and when we have those feelings of despair, we can take comfort and know that those things can also work for our benefit in hardening our resolve and giving us greater strength to go forward because we just felt the absence of joy and the desire to to feel joy again is now greater and if we do what Alma did and we cry unto Jesus and call upon him thou son of man have mercy on me who am in the gall of bitterness the Savior will respond and he'll respond in the same way he did with Alma and give us greater strength. And it's okay if our path is not as abbreviated as Alma's because our path will be our own and we will increase in joy and we will one day come into the presence of our Savior if we follow the same pattern. I know that to be true and I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every single circumstance